0: What's up superstars? It is Russ and we got a really kick-ass show for you guys today. Today we're going to be talking about one of the biggest fears that our, our clientele and and just people in, in coaching and in, in any kind of service business at all run into again and again, which is this fear of selling. And specifically what we're going to be talking about today is sales objections and why all sales objections are really just BS. So I know that's a big, big claim, but I just I want to deconstruct this for just a second for you guys. We see more people leave more money on the table because they just refuse to get on the phone and speak to their potential clients than than just about anything else. I was in a Facebook group the other day, and um, one of our competitors was in there, and he was talking about how you know he was he was celebrating because he he did a you know a million dollar month, which is you know obviously that's huge. But what he was talking about, and this really surprised me was that he actually spent about $600,000 on advertising to create that million-dollar month. So just to put that in perspective, at Clients on Demand, when we have a million-dollar month, which is pretty much every month, we spend about $100,000 on advertising. We usually do somewhere between a million and and 1.5. So this just blew my mind that this was a guy who, where we're spending $100,000 on advertising, to make between a million and a million and a half, he's spending six hundred thousand on advertising to make a million, and, and and so obviously our profit margins are much higher. And so I was thinking about, well, well, what is this guy doing differently th- than us? And this is a guy who really doesn't want to get on the phone with his potential clients. And so rather than pick up pick up the phone and having a a conversation, um, th- this particular individual, uh, you know, was selling his stuff on webinars and and through various automated stuff with no with no conversation. And so it just blew my mind to see the difference between the return on investment that we're able to get on our advertising versus the return on investment that this dude was able to get on his. And it just really, you know, I knew that obviously getting on the phone is the best way to sell high ticket stuff. There's no question there. But the difference in terms of the return on investment to me actually shocked me a little bit. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And the biggest the biggest reason why people seem to be afraid to get on the phone is they're just afraid to hear those objections uh this is too expensive uh i don't believe in you i need more information i need to think about it um you know can i call you back tuesday all that stuff and so all of that stuff really at the end of the day is just bs so we're going to talk to you today about why it's bs and what you can do to overcome it So joining me today is Mark Von Muser, the brilliant Mark Von Muser, who is our Director of of Sales and Enrollment here at Clients on a Man. He runs our entire uh, enrollment team and he's absolutely brilliant at what he does. So Mark, let's just dig into this. Why are all sales objections really just BS?
1: It's a great, great concept and and topic, which I love. And, And the reason why they're BS is it's just patterned behavior. It's a triggered response. And so what's happened, guys, is let's take a look at why they're they're happening. You can call it objections, but somebody gets on the phone, somebody gets in person, they walk through the process, and then you make your pitch about your features and benefits. They say, no, I can't afford it. I never make a decision over the phone. I never, I want to sleep on it. I want to talk to my spouse. They go through their objection sequence and there's no transaction that happens. And then you go to another one and then again, um, This is this dance between buyer and seller has been going on since the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and it's accelerating just like the internet growth, you know, and so what's happened over the last 50 years, it's gotten to a point where in the old days, sales, you maybe had a salesperson come by your house once a month, once every other month, once every six months. Now it might be three times a day in some places. You didn't get bombarded on every, you know, show. There was one sponsor. They got all the one commercial. Now it's on your cell phone, your email, my, my phone old you know, shit pops up. And so as a way to survive, buyers have become very advanced. They know how to say no. They know how to get out of that lot without buying. They know how to walk out of that timeshare without buying. And they have these strategies and objections are just the escape route for the uncommitted. Mm. And so when they don't believe that, that this person has my problem or my best interest, when that buyer doesn't believe that this is going to help me get my dream, when the buyer feels that the value is not equitable for what they're asking, or if they just don't like the pressure and the, and the yuck factor, they will come up with objections. But if you accept them as, as objections, you're going to always be playing ping pong with a little tiny paddle. If you can elevate your thinking above why it's what's really going on between two human beings, you can now have a very, very powerful strategy
0: on enrolling the right people. So what you're saying is that as time has gone on and technology's gotten more advanced that maybe a few decades ago, you were getting like one or two sales pitches a day. You know, you're watching TV, you see the commercials on TV, maybe somebody comes by your house, maybe the phone rings once a week with someone trying to sell you something. But today, you've got, obviously, the commercials on TV. You've got, you know, you're seeing ads when you're browsing online. You're getting texts. You're getting, you're getting voicemails. I mean, my God, I get like on my business phone, I get like five calls a day from different telemarketers. And it's so cheesy (laughs) because they always call and then they pause for a second and they're like, hello? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, hello. And then they're like, hello, you have blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, fuck. So the, the point is, is that I think the point you're trying to make, Mark, is that we have had to adapt to our mm-hmm. environment. So just like if you're, you know, a gazelle on the Serengeti, and the, you know the the rain stops and the dry season comes, you got to adapt. You got to migrate. You got to move. It's the same thing as human yep. beings. We've begun to adapt to the fact that all freaking day, every day, we're just bombarded by mm-hmm. sales messages. And so when you're on the phone with a potential client. Many times that client isn't really responding to you, or they're they're not right. really responding to to the way that you're showing up, or to your offer, or or to whatever. They're just expecting that because it's a sales conversation, it's going to be a bad experience because that's what's happened to them in the past. And spot and, on. But if you know how to deal with that properly, you can completely change the context where they understand that you have their best interests at heart. And that you're showing up to serve them, not to take something from them. And it's a, and it, and it completely changes the game. And I would argue that if you're not doing that, and if you're, if you are showing up with a selfish intent, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how slick you are on the phone. It doesn't matter how good you are at creating rapport or, or creating a connection to someone. It doesn't matter how funny you are. It doesn't matter how well-spoken you are. If your intent with that conversation is off or selfish, the person on the other end of that phone is going to sense it immediately and they're just going to pepper you with all kinds of buyer defense mechanisms. They're going to come those those buyer defense mechanisms are going to slam down like a brick wall in front of you. Where now they're not even relating to you as a human being. They're just projecting onto you all the garbage from all the previous bad sales conversations they've had. Just like when you get into well, just when you go on a date with someone Who's been on a million bad dates or maybe had a ton of terrible relationships. And it's like, you're not, they're not, they're not on a date with you. <laughs> they're on a date That's with right. like everybody they've ever dated in the past. And, and maybe, you know, they just project all that stuff onto you. Your buyers and your customers will do the same thing because so they're, they're just bombarded all day long by so many sales pitches. And honestly, so many salespeople are just terrible at what they do. So That's they've right. been conditioned to see that a sales conversation is going to be by definition, An unpleasant experience. And so just to protect themselves, they hit you with all of these objections that really don't have very much to do with you. It's just that's how they've been conditioned. And if you show up with the wrong frame of mind or you show up with the wrong sales training, all you're gonna do is reinforce that negative impression. But if you show up with the right intention and the right training and the right energy, you actually are gonna stand out even more because you're going to be the opposite of everything they've been conditioned. Just like if you're on a date with someone and every single person they've ever dated has been a complete jerk and you're the first like decent human being that shows up, it's gonna be like, whoa, where'd this person come from?
1: And the that's what you list. want to
0: have happen on the calls. I, I remember when I started
1: cracking the code on this because I got tired of objections and and that's what I was trained. That's what everybody was trained. And it's like, here's how you do it. You got to develop more thick skin. Don't take it personally. And there were all these self-preservation, but develop thick skin. Don't worry about them. Go get the next one. All these like attempts to c- create salespeople that would put up with this. But somewhere along the lines, I elevated and I said, what if we stop selling and start looking at fellow human beings and have an honest conversation? And what I learned was pretty amazing. Nine out of ten people, when they truly understand the problem and uh, they realize that you can connect the dots, all of a sudden it's like somebody that has mercury poisoning. They're, they're exhausted and they're tired. They think that it's their diet or their sleep. And then you find out, you dig in there and figure out it was the mercury in their fillings. They get that fixed, They feel better. But they felt the pain and it's the same thing here. So when we started cracking this code about looking at people and just let's talk human to human, heart to heart, let's start finding out what are your dreams? Where are you falling short? Can we help you? And I remember this one guy, I had this conversation. I used to have an office over there, It looked over this beautiful courtyard, stairs down to the parking area, fountains, the whole deal. Sky comes in, like you said, let's do this, you know, and I'm like, hey, look, here's how we're going to do it. And he's like, yeah, sure we are. And he's like, he wanted it. He needed it. I said, let's find out what you're doing. Let's see if we can help you. And if I can, I'll show you what it looks like. My job is to give you enough information. Your job is to decide what to do with that. Fair? Set the ground rules. So the guy does this the whole time. He's like, you said, buyer defenses. Well, I don't want to feel comfortable. I'm not going to tell you that. I don't want to tell you that because he knew it would be used against him in the court of sales or so he thought. We did the whole conversation. He's like, well, I don't make a decision right now. And I said, that's fantastic. Do what's best for you and your family. And I went through the process. So he gets up to leave. He goes, aren't you going to try and close me? I go, no, I'm not. You're the one with the problem. I'm the one with the solution. If you need your help, we're here. He walks to the door. He turns around. You're not going to try any closes at all. No, (laughs) he walks down to his car. He gets in the car and he sits there and and he's looking up, talking to his wife, waiting for me to come after him. Wait, one more thing. So he doesn't in about 15 minutes, he stomps back up into my office and he goes, why aren't you trying to close me? Because it was so ingrained. And I asked him, I said, with all due respect, if I want your dream more than you do, I don't know that you're going to do the work and I don't know that we're a fit. Yeah, I'd love to help you. I can, but you have to want your dream because the decision is the easy part. We have to get started. And after he did it, he's like, he sat down and he's like, you're right. And and then we got started and changed his problem, fixed his problem. But it's like when people, if we would rather be treated that way, to have an expert sit down with us and say, okay, let's look at your finances. What do you want to do? How do you want to get there? Don't do that. That's risky. I wouldn't do that with my family. I won't recommend that for you. And you had an expert walk you through, how do you object on that? How do you object to, no, Russ, I want to make a million dollars. I I want a million dollars. But um, how do you argue with your own dream? And when you do it the right way, it's a completely different experience for you. It's a completely different experience for the client. But you brought up a great point that even though it's we show up authentic, we show up to love and serve. They have had thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of people trying to get their hand in their wallet. And they Mm -hmm. have many toothaches on that, that neural pathway. So even though we get people too, they come in here, they're still guarded. Is it really that good? Are they really, do they really care? And we know we do, but the client doesn't on the outside. It all looks the same. And so that's why that heart connection is so important. And it's at the end of the day, when you really take a stand for somebody and you're willing to help them get clear on their problem and their, and what they want on their dream that like wipes out 70%, maybe even 85% of all the objections anyway, Right. because it's like, do you want to fix it or not? This is what it's costing you. Let's talk. But well, it's a different
0: thought entirely. Well, so, so we work with a lot of uh, coaches, especially in the coaching space, that are, that are very heart-centered people. They're spirituality coaches. They're relationship coaches. But, but to them, I mean, obviously, you want to make enough money to survive, of course. But to them, the impact they're making and the difference they're making will always take a back seat to the money that they're bringing in. So these are people that are 100% service-driven people. And I want you guys to understand, if that's you, that when you are selling properly, you're serving instead of selling. And the more of that heart-centered energy you bring, the more you're going to sell. So here's the thing. I think a lot of people that are heart-centered or service-driven, they think to themselves, well, I hate sales because sales to them feels icky. And the way that sales is traditionally taught, yeah, you're damn right it's icky. But if you're doing it right, if you're doing it the way that we're talking about, then it actually is a huge benefit to you the more heart-driven and service-driven you are because your clients are going to sense that on the phone. They're going to sense that you're not here to take their credit card no matter what. They're going to sense that when you say, hey, this might not be right for you, you mean it. It's not a marketing tactic. You really mean it. Mm-hmm. and you and you are picking you are selective about who you want to work with so that service driven energy is going to make you a much better and much more effective salesperson than if you're coming at it from the perspective of oh man i got to close this guy or i'm going to hardcore close this guy or let me get this guy's money or whatever else that that In the 21st century, right? So in 2018, 2019, the way things are today, the more interested you are in serving, the more you are going to sell. Believe it. It also
1: wipes out. This is what we see all the time with our clients. Our clients are... They don't want to sell and I honor everybody out there who hates the whole thought of selling the dirty because it does feel icky for a reason. When you have somebody that doesn't know you, doesn't like you, doesn't care enough to even find out about who you are and what your problem is, they just want to sell so they can hit a commission check. It feels bad. So why would anybody that cares about their fellow human being want to go do that to another fellow human being? And the, the game is changing rapidly. There is a very Window right now that is going on right now where people are still now comparing the old way of doing it, beating people up, getting the perfect, you know, objection sequence. I'm going to give you all my objection handling. And it's like, and they do that and they're still in that old, outdated way about, I'm going to get mine. And you got to beat up people. You got to belittle them. You got to do it. The movies, you know, what are they? Like Gary, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Gary Ross, Glenn Ross, Boiler Room, boiler Wolf room Wall Street. Wolf. And it's like, how could you do that to somebody's grandma? How could you do that to somebody's daughter or somebody's son? And it's like – and so when somebody says it feels icky and and I don't like it, I honor them because it tells me that they still care about the fellow man. But there's also a secondary section, Russ, which you said. You also now have to understand how to get to the truth of the people you're going to talk to. So the structure does matter. And you can be authentic all the want, but if you're doing that outdated sales strategy and you're authentic –
0: It's like putting a Ferrari engine in a Volkswagen bug with no wheels. It won't work. Well, it's not going to be congruent with who you are. So what we're talking about is a sales process. I'm not saying that you just have to show up there with the proper intent. That's like... The, the, that's like the phase one. That's like the minimum yeah. that you need is you need to come in there from a place of service and not from a place of like, I'm going to close this guy no matter what. Yeah. I, it, you know, and it, it, guys, look, it feels good. If you've been through some other sales training, sometimes it feels good to put yourself in that place where you're going to yeah. psych yourself up and I'm going to get this sale no matter what. And raw, you know, like doing all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see, you see i doing it. It just kills me. But, you, <laughs> you know, it, it can... It, it gives you this false confidence, okay? And yes. false confidence is better than just being in, in fear and terror, okay? But false confidence isn't as good as real confidence. Okay? It's still false. <laughs> it's still false, right? So real confidence is what you're gonna get when you come at it from a place of service plus, plus a structure that serves you and serves the client. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying, because if you think that you're gonna go onto a sales call and it just, if your heart's in the right place, it's just gonna go great. That usually is not what happens. What I'm saying is that your heart needs to be in the right place and you need technique that works. But you need a technique that's built around service, not around like close them at any cost. And I still still see guys, like I still see people doing this in their marketing all the time where it's like, don't be a wuss, don't be a pussy, close people, get on the phone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this weird like fake alpha male, like hyper masculine, like just, it's just stupid. It's just fake as hell guys. And, and sometimes we get people who apply to work with us who have been <laughs> trained in that modality and it's just a disaster. Like it's, I would never put those people on the phone. Cause it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to go in there and browbeat somebody into joining my freaking program. And then what? Let's say you get the sale. Let's say you get the credit card. And then that person shows up on day one, completely whipped because you bullied them into joining my program. Yeah, that's a coaching client I want. You know, that's how I want to start that relationship. It's like, if I could, you know, if I, if I, if I browbeat you into going on a date with me, like, do I really want to even go on that date? No, come on, What, what are we doing here? If you are a service driven human being and you are a heart driven human being and you care about your fellow man, but you're terrified of sales because all you see being taught out there is this really pushy BS, there is a better way. Believe it, 100%, believe it guys. Yeah, guys. And Russ, you, you, this is really important, guys.
1: And and Megan's asking, do people still do that? This is what is still taught. Is I the see norm. these ads every day. It happens every day. This is still the dominant thought. Now they put a new spin on it and what they're selling. And you talked about celebrity, you know, celebrity authority. That's what they're doing. They stand next to a jet. They stand next to their Rolex. And they're trying to use that as they're better because they have it. You know, and it's amazing to me. It's like, oh, he was on a yacht. He had a jet. He did this. But nobody was asking about the millions and millions that he took from grandparents. Nobody bothered to ask. And it was almost like values were taken out of the equation somewhere along the lines. And society started validating the wrong things. But it's changing back. And you had said something which is so true. And I wanted to clarify on something for people. Closing the old way of doing it, closing and selling is what you do to someone and at someone being a serving and being an advocate is what you do for and with someone. That's the big shift. And it's like, it feels good when you do it the right way, because people want an advocate. People want someone that will serve them to their dream. And it's, it's so unfortunate, but so many people are, they're good people, but In the absence of an authentic way to connect and get to the truth, they end up in some sales program. It doesn't feel good, but everybody's doing it. So they think they must be the problem. And when you go out and try and do it, I saw this in real estate, cars, uh, software, internet, take your pick. And then they go try and do it. It doesn't work. So they think they're the problem. And I'm going to say it's not them. I'm going to say it's the way it was being done. Kind of like, you know, you go into somewhere and it's like you want to get healthy and and it's like, and they tell you, okay, you need to eat pizza four times a day. (laughs) I love pizza, but that's probably not a great strategy if I want to get healthy. And it's like, and if I keep doing that, and I've seen this with various diets even, and the diet is so off track and the people don't lose it. And then the the guru on stage tells them you didn't want it bad enough or stupid stuff like that. You just need to develop a thicker skin. You need to get better at objection handling. And- my question to the – and we talked to the guys. If you're getting a lot of objections, my first thing is – my first question is, are you showing up to serve them or are you trying to close? Are you there to help them or are you trying to get in their wallet? They will – you said it, Russ. They will feel it in their heart. They can sense it. Yeah, they sense what your priority is. Yeah, and the, the words were great. But I, I just don't trust this guy. Something saying no, 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 no. And so they're, the new way of doing it. And it's one of my greatest joys is getting to work with the people that come through the program and watch them apply it. And it's so funny. It's getting so good. We had somebody too, one of our one of our clients, she she's so good now, she's like, the person just bought the, you know, the program, and she goes, but it didn't feel I didn't have to do anything. She just said yes and gave me the I'm so used to fighting for 20 years. Now it's like people are buying and they love it. Please take my money, help me. It's so much more fun and she almost felt like, "Wow, that's how conditioned those outdated things are." And it's amazing if what if you could have an honest conversation with people? And I we still get some because they're patterned. They're thousands of times and after we walk through that process, it's funny how many of those people will go, You're right. I can't believe I even said that. I don't need to sleep on it. I don't think about it first. And, but that's what they're conditioned to say. And again, it's like, at the end of the day, we're people, fellow human beings, let's talk. And that's the other part, Russ, that you do that is so good. And you said the word, there's two of them, authentic and congruent. This is an area I notice because I've seen some really amazing heart-driven people And then I, you and I talked about this before I even started working with you. And I'm like, well, then why are they working with that sales guy? That guy's a schmuck. He doesn't care about anybody. I personally know that guy. Why are they working with him? Well, he's got the fancy ad. He's got the Ferrari. He's got the, he's got the street cred. And when you take that, that's like oil and vinegar oil and water. They're not meant to mix. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big part of it. But when you can stay client focused and every part is focused on getting a client, the right client, getting them the right dream, it wipes out a lot of those people too that normally are the ones that want to fight. You just get the people that want their dream and it's way better. So that's a thing I would a warning I would throw out to people too is if you if you align and feel again. Why then are you listening to somebody up on stage who's lying to you or his books are a bunch of bullshit? And it's like, and he tells people to basically go up and browbeat people. Why, why are you shocked that it's not working for you? And again, your business will never get trajectory. It never
0: will. Yeah. I mean, and like, here's the thing. You, you might convince people to, to, to part with their hard earned money, but like what kind of a foundation for a relationship is that? And Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing too is, as Mark, you were talking when we first got on the call about the fact that okay, well, you know, back in the day, people were not hit with as many sales messages as they are today, right? Another big technological change is the fact that everybody has a voice now. So if you yeah. came, if it's like 1981 or something, and you come into my house, and I'm sitting there watching Family Ties, and you <laughs> you knock on my door, or Three's <laughs> Company or something, and you knock on my door and I go to the door, and we have a sales conversation, it's a terrible experience. like. Who can I tell? You know, I might complain to my wife, I might complain to the guy, you know, the guys at work or or whatever. But in 2018, 2019, I'm going to write reviews all over the place and I'm going to trash you all over the internet. And so everybody has a voice now. And so you mm-hmm. have to guys, you have to be coming from a place that's three things: client focused, congruent, and authentic. Client focused, congruent, and authentic so let's just talk for a second about what we
1: need to break that
0: down let's break this down right so let's start with client focused so mark you probably have a definition of this but to me what client focused means is that i am going to make sure that whatever happens on this call it is in your best interests so if it is not in your best interest to join my program then I am absolutely not going to let you join my program. But if it yep. is in your best interest to join my program, then we're gonna have a real conversation about that and see if it's really a fit. Do you understand how that motivation is very, very different than saying, I'm gonna enroll this person no matter what? So so it's very chic, let's just say. It's very <laughs> chic in the world of marketing. To say, oh, well, this isn't for everybody, or, oh, well, we don't work with just anybody. It's a sales tactic. It's called qualifying. Okay. There's a wrong way to do it and a right way to do it. The wrong way to do it, which is what you see, is just to lie. To say, oh, this isn't for everybody, but you know damn well if they have a pulse and a credit card, you're going to take their money. Right? The right way to do it is to shock, you know, gasp, have real standards about who you're going to work with and who you're not going to work with. And if that's the case people should people should see that in the numbers. So you guys might not know this, but at clients on demand, we don't even make an offer to upwards of thirty percent of the people that we speak to. Um you know, so so we have applications come in to talk to us about working together all the time, and we throw out a bunch of those right out of the gate. And then of the people that we actually speak to, we don't even make an offer to like thirty percent not because we think they're broke or because we think they can't afford it or whatever, but because when we get into it and we talk about them and we talk about their business and what they want to do and who they're trying to serve, we're just not 100% sure we can help them. It, it's, not, it's not a dead-on fit. And so we don't make an offer to those people. But, but that's what I'm saying is that when we say this isn't for everybody, we're not saying it because we think it sounds cool. We're saying it because it's true. And so I have a job to do on the call. I have to get you to the truth about what's really going on in your situation so that you can decide to do something about it or not, which means I got to ask really good questions, which means I have to listen to you, which means I have to hear you out, which means I have to serve you, not close you, serve you. And then I have to make a decision for myself, not about whether you're, you know, have a pulse on a credit card, but I have to make a decision for myself about whether or not I can help you. And if I can't help you, If it's not a fit, I have a moral obligation to turn you down. Even if you're like, no, Russ, you don't understand. I want to join your program. Please take my money. I'll give you, I'll I'll send you cash. I'll send you gold. I'll send you a wire. I'll send whatever it is. Like, no, the answer is, the answer is no. So that's to me what it means to be client focused is that the conversation isn't about me. It's not about how great I am. Not about how great my program is. We're going to have a real conversation about you. And we're going to talk and we're going to get to the truth of what's really going on in your situation. What's not working? Do you want to do something about it? Can I help you? And do I want to? And that's very, yep. very different than the way that most sales conversations are taught. Yeah. And
1: guys, when you, you're you in the service business or you're doing that, if you can't give, and, and we talk to our team about this all the time, but if you can't commit 100% to love and serve that person with everything you are, you have no business taking a dollar from them, none. And it's like so many people, they don't even focus and realize that person that you're taking money from and you're resentful for them because they have questions or you're resentful for them because they might be a tough client. You know, it's like, that's kind of one of those things. It's like if you're going to do that and take money from somebody to solve their problem, you need to be able to commit a thousand percent to do everything you can to help them. And the other thing, Russ, imagine going to a doctor, Let's just shift gears here for a second. You're you're um a surgeon. Okay, guys, everybody today is getting surgery. We're behind <laughs> on our bills. I've got to pay off my student loan. Everybody gets cut. Are we clear? Yeah. Front we- desk. You need to you need to create doubt in that person, front desk. When you see them, you're gonna say, Oh my God, we need to get you in immediately. And when you get to the hostess and you get here, we're we're doing surgery on everybody. It sounds so stupid. But that's, in essence, what a lot of these sales programs are doing. And it's like, uh, you know, I remember I felt that way once with this particular dentist. And I went in and all of a sudden my mouth was a freaking ATM for this dude. Ever, apparently, every one of my teeth were wrong. I needed crowns. I needed this. I needed it. And I, I just, I was so bugged. And you'd said that the landmine that people forget. I never went back to him. But back then, there I couldn't go online and blast this guy. And then I found out he talked to two other people. Those two other people had the same experience. And I realized it was like, that was this guy's business model. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and that's what people are doing. And right now, guys, there is a huge opportunity for you, a huge opportunity for you to capture market share by doing it the right way to adding more impact to more people. Because I can tell you by personal experience, people are yearning for an authentic conversation. They are desperate for it. And it's like, if you guys will just embrace this, Um, Kelly asked a great uh, question. What about people who want to go sell for other people? Great question, but there's two concerns here. Number one, if you work and you're a heart driven person and you go work for an ass, somebody who doesn't give a shit about you or the client, you're in trouble. I just had somebody like that, Russ, a a really great, great woman. She was working for one of those kind of people Mm. and we trained her and she was amazing. She did amazingly well, but his lack of integrity showed up over and over again with that person. Eventually, he stopped paying the payments, and his business collapsed, as I knew it would. She now got hooked up with one of our people that we've trained, who's a heart-driven entrepreneur doing over a million, two million. Oh, she's a year. selling
0: for one of our clients now.
1: Yeah, Great. yeah, and she she just doubled yesterday, nice. and she's on track this week for five. And she said it's never been easier. It is so fun to have the whole thing work from the. From the ad set with the right intention, the landing page, the webinar, the person that runs the company, the person who answers the phone when they're all in it to serve their fellow man, it's magic. And she said she had always dreamed of this. So, Kelly, that's the answer. Ah, uh, yes, we do train people and sales on demand, but that's not the point of this call.
0: Well, that brings this- us that brings us though mark to the next thing, which we, which we talked about, which is congruence, right? yes, and and that congruence is when your sales process, your ads, your marketing, what happens on the phone call and what happens in your program or whatever it is, you know what happens when you actually start working with them, it all lines up perfectly. It is heart driven and service driven from start to finish and you don't really see this very often because 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 well I mean you see it's always aligned it's usually congruent but it's congruent in a bad way where the ad is super gimmicky and cheesy the the webinar is super <laughs> awful and self-centered the phone call is super self-centered and then the program's not very good because the person's focus isn't on you so when we talk about congruence what we talk about is basically walking your talk Where you say what you mean and you mean what you say, and the client is always your number one priority. And that is reflected not just in the sales conversation, but throughout all of your marketing and everything that you're doing. So a big part of the work that we do at Clients on Demand with our clients is syncing up everything together. So that the ad, the, the registration page, the webinar, the application, the phone call, the program, all of it. Is designed to serve the client to the highest level and and guys look you know we have so many people who come to us that say Russ well how am I gonna succeed in this market I'm a relationship coach I'm a dating coach I'm a fitness coach my god there's so many people out there there's so many people out there that are that are competitors that are more well-known than me they have more YouTube followers than me they have New York Times bestsellers how the hell do I compete with those people the answer is really simple do a better job do a better job and if, if you can take that service that that heart of service and combine it with brilliant marketing which is what we mm-hmm. do and brilliant sales which is what we do you can go into any market in any space anywhere in the world and just dominate even if nobody knows who you are and that's what i really want you guys to understand is that the stuff that we're talking about here i'm not just saying do this because it's right even though it is. I'm saying do this because it's right and PS, it's going to make you a hell of a lot more money. Yeah. So like, how awesome is that? You don't have to choose. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to choose between, you know, a, a sales process that's effective but feels terrible and, and a sales process that feels good and doesn't work. What I'm saying is that you can have something that feels great where you feel served. You feel like you're making a difference. The client feels like you're making a difference. You know, it's, 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 it's nothing but nothing but right and it's a hell of a lot more effective than the other stuff other guys are teaching.
1: Well, that's actually what brought you and me together, Russ. Is I don't know if you remember it, but way back when you had a big very fancy one of the biggest names if not the biggest names in the industry who said don't get clients results, don't worry about it, just give them the razzle dazzle. And then you you would you and I our very first conversation and you were like, you know, something doesn't feel right. I get all these gurus out there who are saying don't focus on the client. Here's how you close them. And it didn't feel right. You had this vision. And it's like, and I you and I told you, you were the other first business owner that when I had this conversation, I said, I know we can help you go to another level. And it was like, everyone else said, it, you have to do it the old way. And at your deepest core, you knew. And it was like, same thing. And it's like, that's what we get to share. And it was so funny. One of those big, fancy, famous mentors who does have a bestseller, who does have all that, that prestige ended up within two years was copying your and using your testimonials. How crazy is that? So even competing with those big guys, guys, they're immobile. They're still stuck in the out days. If you guys will connect to the people, you said, do it better. And I'm going to stack on that and saying, connect to your client's problem better commit to serve that client's problem better and more specifically. And now all of a sudden, the
0: guys on stage today will not be the leaders in 10 years. No way. They're done. No way, because you're building a house of cards. Like That's they're right. building a house of cards. They're alienating people. They're creating this fake ass image that isn't real Um, This this private jet Lamborghini like super masculine like close these people and so they're alienating just about their entire audience who are Mm -hmm. you know good decent people who really care about the client they're just turned off by the way that these guys sell because they know that it's gross so so what's the alternative the alternative is right here where you have a sales approach that's built on service And not on sell them at any cost. Because believe me, guys, that's going to be the kiss of death going forward. The more sophisticated the market gets, the more people talk, the more broken promises, the more people are let down, the hungrier people are getting for real results. The hungrier people are getting to just be heard. I mean, my Mm -hmm. God, like how like how how rare is it for you to have a conversation with someone where they really listen to you? You know, maybe your wife, maybe your husband, whatever. But my God, some people don't have that at all. And no one is ever listening to them. No one's ever listening to their problems. Nobody really understands. Nobody really gets it. So if you're somebody who can come along and really listen and really put the client first and really not enroll that person unless you know for sure they're a fit and serve them first and foremost and not your wallet or your pocketbook or your bank account, my God, you guys can go into any industry and just crush. Dominate. It. Yes. And it's so it breaks my heart to say that but that's how low the freaking bar is. Like the bar is so low. We're like, if you just show up and you're a decent human being, you're gonna do great. And if you can combine that with the strategy that works, that's smart, that's intelligent, that's proven across all kinds of different markets and niches, then there's no limit to how far you can go guys. I wanna stack on that too. Cause sometimes I see people
1: do it because they're heart driven. Serving people to their dreams sometimes means you have to love them even past their built-in fear. You need to be able to look past it when they start, you know, coming at you with those a few of them will have pre-programmed conditions. Will you still love them and serve them past that to their dream? One of my gr- famous and fa- uh, favorite parts of this is when people said to our about our team, "Thank you for taking a stand for me when I wanted to quit." Thank you for helping me find a way to do it. Thank you for not listening to my BS on that call because, you know, they come in and they know it at their core, but they're afraid. And that's why you have to have that authentic connection because above the words, above the whatever, when you can connect and the person knows that you really care and you have a solution to their problem, they still need to claim it. And sometimes that's going to be hidden behind a bunch of, you know, verbal diarrhea and things they use to, cause they're afraid to really get their dream and fear of success is another fear. But that's why it's so important and you do your best. And it's like, I love it when we get those, those testimonials from people saying, I was so scared, but I did it cause I knew you really could, you cared. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so grateful. And had you, I mean, how many people in, in our program now are millionaires and they had to borrow the money. And it's like, but they were so committed. And again, we didn't let them off the hook by just saying, hey, yeah, good luck. So that's the other part, too. If there's one area where certain programs and strategies, why those old systems work, it's not because of their words. It's because of certainty that they had, whether certainty more than the other guy. And as you said, in in a conflict, in a conversation, whoever's beliefs are dominant will absorb the other. And so with a sales guy, a high pressure sales guy who who's doing it, he's he's doing his mantra just like an American pie, you know, that that realtor lady Annette Benning, and she's going, oh, in American beauty, I will I Someone... will sell this house today. I, I will s- sell, I this to sell this house it. today. Right. And so so they're at least doing that. And if the other person's like, I don't know, maybe they will. That's kind of what moves that industry forward. But the problem, though, is that they go over the line. Uh, but at least they're going. And what I've seen on the other side, without a strategy, like you were saying, sometimes heart driven people, this is one of the biggest challenges in the spiritual space and relationship space. They give up on that client who's right ready. And they Mm -hmm. just need your certainty, your love and your conviction that you can help them and your commitment to help them. And if they feel that, and that's where I see on the other side that where the people drop the ball because they go soft and they abandon them when they needed it the most. So that
0: also strategy and can be taught. How to do it with grace and power. Right, guys. So so that's where that's where the authenticity piece comes in is that right. you have to be real with people about what's at stake. And sometimes that means telling people stuff that they don't want to hear. You know, yep. I can't tell you how many calls I've been on where the person on the end of the call was, you know, like had maybe been in business for years They hadn't gotten a client in, you know, three, four weeks, you know, and and all they were trying to do was to get me to validate where they were. Oh, well, Russ, I've been doing this for such a long time. I have such a big following. You know, I have all these people that are following me. It's really great. I have this many Twitter followers, this many YouTube followers. Okay, cool. Great. How many clients did you enroll last week? Well, none. How many did you enroll the week before? Well, none. How many did you enroll the week before that? Okay. Do you think we might have a problem? And, and, And so I know that that's not something that they wanted to hear, but it is the truth and you and 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 of course we said those things in a loving way i mean i had another guy that was like you know had this had huge problems really wanted to take his business to the next level was stuck doing about $5000 a month in his business which is which is a good start i guess but you know he wasn't after expenses and everything he wasn't taking home hardly anything and he told me his goal was to get to $30000 a month and he had all these reasons why he wanted to get there it was like it's like a laundry list of like you know he wanted to send his kid to private school wanted to take his family on vacation just all this really good positive stuff you know, and then we get to the, we're talking about it. And he goes, hey, Russ, you know, like if I join your program, you know, how long is this going to take? Like how many hours a week am I going to have to spend? And I was just like, buddy, this is your business. Like what else could you possibly have to do? I mean, how bad do you want to do this? And and, and and so the temptation was there for me to go, oh, man, you know, you give us 20 minutes a day and you're good. You know, you you know, like, like, oh, it doesn't take much time at all. You just screw it. You know, anybody can do this. My grandmother can do this. You can do this in your sleep but that's not authentic it's not real the truth is that if you want to build an amazing business you're going to have to work your ass off and i can shorten that learning curve my team can shorten that learning curve we can make it so that what would have taken you 10 years or not or you or you wouldn't have even gotten there at all you can do much much faster in the space of a few months but uh you're still gonna to have to have courage and guts and tenacity and we'll co- we'll hold your hand and we'll coach you through the whole thing we'll support you every step of the way but I'm not going to lie and say this, this stuff is easy because it isn't. Yep. And so that's that authenticity piece where people really, really need to hear how shit really is. <laughs> not, not some sugar-coated BS version of it that sounds good, that makes for an easy sale. People want to hear what's really going on because to, to not tell them what's really going on, you're, you're really not serving that person at all. And
1: I actually heard that call, Russ, and I remember it. I just about spit up my coffee when I was hearing it because it was so funny. I think you also had in there, what else do you got to do? Listen to Game of Thrones? Watch Game <laughs> of Thrones? Like, what the, what like, the F else
0: could you have to do? I think, think I even said the F business.
1: word. You're losing your house, your wife,
0: and you're about to put your family on the street. What else do you got to do? It's and like, I, bro, let's do this. And I, knew that would, if, and I knew that. And And the thing is, if this was someone that I knew we couldn't work with or someone that we couldn't right. have supported, I would have just said, hey, look, you know, I'm really, really sorry. We can't help. And we we, we say that to people all the time. But this was a guy who was like right in the pocket of what we do. He had a really great offer. He had something that I knew could really help people. And so for me, it was worth it to be authentic with him and say, look, man, how long do you want to keep screwing around? Like, do you want to fix this or not? And then then once we got to the truth, it was an easy decision for him because he understood that we were for real. I wasn't BSing him. I wasn't going to tell him what he wanted to hear. I was going to tell him the freaking truth. And if he listens to the truth and then decides, okay, you know what, this isn't for me, cool, that's fine. Because I know that when 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 it all sorts itself out at the end of the month, we're going to enroll a hell of a lot more people being real and authentic than we would by BSing people and telling them what they want to hear. So guys, look, that's, that's where this all comes down, client-focused, congruent, and authentic. So, look, I just want to say, if 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 you are a heart-centered person and a service-driven person, and you're seeing all these ads of people with their you know private jets and their sports cars and whatever else, and you see all these like douchey tactics out there, and you're sitting there going, you know, Russ, I was God, I'd love to learn how to sell, but but I I I don't want to swim in this swamp and, and, and do this kind of like douchey stuff then the good news I have for you is, guess what? You don't have to. There is a way to sell. There is a way to sell and to sell properly. And not just your sales, but all of your marketing should be congruent with that. From your ads to your webinars to everything that you're doing to bring clients in the door, it should all be 100% congruent. With, and it should all put the client first and it should all be based on service. And not only are you going to like yourself a hell of a lot more, and not only are your clients going to like you a hell of a lot more, you're going to make a lot more money too so if you want us to talk to you about how you can do that in your business and how we can help you make that happen i want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call that's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and we'll have a real conversation about whether we can help you or not you can tell us what's working in your business what's not working in your business you can tell us like what you're trying to achieve whether you're getting there whether you're not getting there all that stuff. And, and, and you know, and we can put our heads together and figure out whether we can help you or not. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us because, you know, we want to see if we can help you do this stuff. The one thing I want you to understand is that you don't have to choose between making money and doing the right thing. Right. Our business, we've got an eight figure business now. And the one thing that I love about this business is that the more committed we are to doing the right thing and the more committed we are to helping our clients win, the more money we make. And, and so well, like the more I'm beginning to realize that, the more excited I am about my own business, because when I was first starting out, I had this terrible fear that if we you know, were really focused on helping people win and we were really focused on doing the right thing, that it was going to cost us money and it was going to make it so that we couldn't win. Um, And and, and I certainly had a lot of gurus in the space that were telling me that. But the the, the good news I have for you guys is that that's not true. The more you double down on doing the right thing, the more money you're going to make, the more money, the more you're going to sell. So if you want us to help you do that, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. So guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and we will see you on the next show. Bye guys. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.